0: Well, everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Storybox podcast. Today, my friends, I'm delighted to welcome Scott Nugent to the Storybox. Now, instead of me doing the full formal intro today, I'm going to allow Scott to do it. Now, Scott, please take it away. Who are you? What do you do? And everything in between, my friend. All right.
1: Uh, Well, I'm 50 years old. I'm the parent to three kids. I'm medically transitioned from female to male, 100%. kind of went through that whole process and found out that it's experimental dangerous it doesn't cure anything and uh in trying to save my own life I realized you know how how devastating this is for for adults uh who don't understand what they're getting into and and children it's it's absolutely you know not for so kind of got into activism just by kind of falling into it and um just seemed to be a a pretty loud screamer here in the United States and and in the UK and and worldwide against the medicalization of children.
0: Well, Scott, thank you so much for your time. And I, like I said to you a moment ago, I'm very much looking forward to diving into exactly what you do and the activism that you are known for these days. I mean, I follow you on Twitter and I'm very much appreciative of the kind of messages that you are sending into the world because I guess this whole ideology is very, very toxic. Would you agree with me on that?
1: It is. We've kind of, um, we've kind of gone to a place where reality is, is bigotry, um, and delusion is reality. And if you don't fall into line with that, uh, you know, somehow you become into the evil, evil person. Unfortunately, um, Mainstream media is just not covering the truth at all in, in, in any country, and it's you know social media has has made it the new mainstream media that is privately owned and that can be suppressed uh, any way they want to, and and by God they're doing it, and there's a reason for it, and yes, it's very very toxic, very very dangerous.
0: What do you think the reason for the media spreading this? Organizations, politicians, why do you think they're spreading this kind of ideology more and more? Well,
1: I I believe. Um, you know, I'm writing a speech for, for London here in a couple of days. And one of the things that, that I'm writing about is, is the process, the speech is is the process of where we've gotten to. And unfortunately, what was once a righteous fight within the the gay and lesbian uh, arena, you know, the same sex rights, the, the same sex marriage, all that kind of stuff, or, or partnership, all that kind of stuff, I call those righteous rights, right? Well, when those rights were won, What happened was that we had donations just kind of fall. And so we had all these, I call them righteous gays and lesbians that were just trying to get, you know, basic human rights that we deserved. And once we got that, uh, unfortunately, I'd never been in activism before, but um, something happened, which in, you know, Stonewall and the LGBTQ, they lost all donations in 2015. Stonewall was getting ready to uh, write bankruptcy papers. Uh, because there was nothing else to fight for. We'd gotten everything that that we needed. And then all of a sudden, uh, they sign on with a little organization called Mermaids, uh, which is basically promotes the medicalization of children, uh, came up with all the gingerbread crap and all that kind of stuff. And um, lo and behold, a a year later, Stonewall had a 32% year over year growth, didn't didn't claim bankruptcy. So I, I believe that all of this started, you know, 50 years ago when gays and lesbians like myself were trying to get uh all the things that that we were deserved all the human rights you know basically of loving you know, whatever adult we wanted to in a same-sex uh kind of relationship getting making sure that we're protected uh, uh, you know around bills and laws and all that kind of stuff um and and we did that for 50 years and we did that uh successfully And it took us so long because we had to convince society that we weren't a recruiting agency for children. What we were was a soft place to fall for adults and for adults only. Well, when those rights came, all the righteous LGBTQ or whatever left. And then what we have is a rise in uh, transgenderism. What we have a rise in, you know, drag queen uh, story time. We have a rise in, in a pedophilia field. We have a rise in coming through, through the school systems. So they have found a way to make themselves relevant uh, for the almighty dollar. Unfortunately, what we promised we would not become 50 years ago, a recruiting agency, is absolutely what we've become. And we need to stop that. The gays and lesbians and trans, we have to stop that. We, we, we brought it here. We have to fix it.
0: Yeah, it seems like if you go on Twitter nowadays and if you follow anyone that has some level of sanity that does actually share a lot of the things that are going on, you'll start to notice this vicious trend that is happening in society And at the forefront of it is this vile ideology that a lot of people are sadly choosing to believe, and Mm -hmm. it's so harmful and it's so damaging for a lot of young kids. And I see a lot of it, and I just can't believe that we are in this place at the moment currently in society whereby confusion and insanity is now pushed to the forefront of reality. And it, mm. it makes me wonder, like, how in the world are we able to even fix this? Is it even fixable? Because I saw, I mean, you got policymakers at the forefront of this as well, creating laws to protect the rights of transgender individuals. And I wanted mm. to ask you, what what goes through your mind when someone goes, I've got trans rights? What goes through your mind?
1: Well... You know, at the, at the beginning of all this, I think all this comes from from a good place. Unfortunately, it's it's gone to a, a total evil place. I mean, to to a place where I sit back as somebody who has medically transitioned lesbian, I sit back and I watch the president of the United States and I don't mix words. I don't care. I don't fit into any social economic, you know, stature. I don't I, lesbians, gay people. I don't transgender people don't want me conservatives i go against them you know liberals i mean i piss everybody off so i just tell everybody the truth and it doesn't really bother me i don't get support a lot but that's the kind of voice that needs to come out and when i sit back and, and watch the president of the united states who's supposed to be a pretty intelligent person Um, With all the people around him giving him information. And when I hear him talk about uh, accepting transgender kids and that we need to medicalize these children as soon as possible. And uh, this is about life saving endeavors. We have, you know, the whole Dylan, whatever comes into the, the I mean, totally mocking women. Yeah. totally and completely. And that's okay. And then we have this president that is is just chirping these things. this it's just like, oh my God, this guy is either the dumbest motherfucker that's ever been a leader in, in the entire world, or he is circled by people and he has no idea who to listen to either way. I mean, the dude shouldn't be leading a conga line seriously. And people are not saying that. And here's the truth. Our president here in the United States is pushing a process that has only seven studies that say that it's beneficial for kids to medically transition. Every single one of those studies has been retracted or uh, modified, retracted with, oops, we were sorry, it doesn't help anything, or modified to not enough time has gone by for us to say it's beneficial or negative. With the only long-term study that has stayed in a country that is basically... On the forefront of changing gender, Sweden, who has just banned and halted all medicalization of children, the only long-term 30-year study tells us that these kids will be more suicidal, you know, seven to 10 years after, because of the process, we're seeing all these detransitioners were we just went from 12 complications of medical transition for, for children to 26 with the latest study that was just retracted. And they also found within that study of less than 20 kids, two of them committed suicide. I mean, it is just it boggles my mind that people are not flipping out and people aren't flipping out because there's not very many of me's. And the reason why there's not very many of me is because I got into this because I almost died from it. I have three kids and I made a promise that if I lived through this, I would scream as loud as I can to stop this. So this is circled around my children. It's not circled around activism. It's not circled around becoming famous. It's not circled around anything other than as soon as I made that promise to God, I started to get better. People started to come into my life. That helped me with this. So, this is a, is a, is very, very at the heart for me. So, I don't know how to do activism. Up until about six months ago, I've been doing this five years. I had no idea that it was a business. I thought it was just people that were in it. Because they felt like, you know, a need to be in it. I didn't know about donations and orgs and, you know, getting this person. And I, and I found really quickly that we have these circles of people. We have the feminists over here. We've got the conservatives over here. We've got the liberals over here. And to be in this whole area, you have got to follow these bullet points. And if you don't, you're going to get kicked out and you're not supported. Yeah. And so we have these people that are being quiet about stuff that they're not against because they have that circle in activism. They're getting all that money. And so they keep shut. And then here I am going, what in the fuck is everybody doing? What is going on? And so for me, that's the reason why I think I I get to people is because I'm so, uh, I'm so just absolutely genuine with what is happening. Number one, number two, I've been kicked off Twitter seven times. I didn't even really figure out the whole monetization thing. You know, I I just added up. I should have about 300,000 followers. I have like 25,000 and I've been kicked off so many times that now I can't get monetized. So it's like, there's all these things that you have to do to make money on it, but all those things that you have to do to make money on it, make it so you don't talk about the things that are important. It's just this revolving, this revolving door on top of social media. Hey, you know what? I got to check, suppress mm-hmm. this. You betcha. So it's, it's just corrupt all the way around, all the way around. And I've got to plug in my phone. Just give me one second. Right. I don't want to lose you. Hold on. Oh, do, do, do. Exactly. okay. So that's good. Um. So, you know, for me, I'm, I'm kind of a rare bird, right? I got into this. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I had some, uh, you know, mom in the can- in Canada that, that talked to me and said, hey, do you ever write? I'm like, a little bit. So I started writing something. She helped me. Went, Lo and behold, I'm kind of good at this. Got the first article in, in Newsweek, uh, you know, about three and a half, four years ago. First mainstream media that, you know, ever had anything. Started on the first bill in South Dakota over five years ago. So I've been doing this a long, long time. And, you know, Matt Walsh was just... Um, you know Matt was was just a step you know mm. i knew exactly what i was doing with that i was waiting to basically unload all of that in front of the right camera
0: so you brought to attention just a moment ago the fact that you've been kicked off twitter so many times and it raises the important point of uh, if you talk about this stuff you get enormously censored by one particular side right so it's usually the the democratic side the far leftist, that love censoring this kind of information. doesn't matter if you are on the conservative front or even if you're on the scientific front. Now, I started getting into this because, you know, I had a conversation with Helen Joyce about it. I also started noticing that things were getting more and more extreme. I listened to a lot of the Jordan Peterson interviews and he started talking about it more and more. So it started to fascinate me. But then I also started noticing a lot of people were getting censored when they came out and actually started speaking the truth. And I thought, hang on a minute, this isn't right at all. And then I watched your documentary with with Matt Walsh and how Matt Walsh and everything that you were saying absolutely got pilloried, like everyone on the far left hated what you were saying. And even though it went viral, the ones that actually were sharing it were getting censored. And it got taken down enormously from Twitter, from YouTube, every single platform that shared any of this information got taken down. And I'm thinking, well, hang on yep. a minute, you guys are claiming you're all for free speech, but yet you can't handle the actual truth. So what's going on here? It, it's a bit, it, it's insane. Like, how do it you? It is. You know, it speech? is. But
1: he, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like it is. You know, I love Matt Walsh. I do. I really, really admire him on a lot of reasons, but he. Along with other people like him, you know, on Daily Wire, well, and I've done a couple of articles on Daily Wire. Well now I tell it to Ben, like I tell it to Matt, The the fact that you have created this social media platform, this woke, unwoke, this, 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 you know, vocabulary that basically locks people into believing like this. If I'm sitting back saying that I know that this is all effed up. And I can protect you from them, but don't listen to them. Just listen to me. You're part of the problem, too. So we have a whole collective problem all the way around. It's not it's not one or the other. It's not liberals that are it's all their fault or Democrats or Republicans. It is everybody. It's everybody. What's happened is that social media is the new is the new mainstream media. There's a lot of money in it. The new business model is very, very clear. Mm. make people scared of somebody else create a war mentality and if you do that you'll get all these followers but what happens is, is we have we have the glass ceiling on these people matt walsh only has so many people that listen to him it doesn't matter if matt is talking the truth about a lot of stuff which he does but there's people that need to hear it but won't hear him yeah. because he's created that war mentality and then CNN has created they've all created that and the reason why I'm powerful with with things is that you know when I do the the media speeches like I did in Ohio I have over 5 million people that have seen that and not one mainstream media has reached out to me not one and it's because I shame everybody Everybody, the right, the left, the center, the circle, if you are chirping, woke, 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 I wish I could just walk up out of nowhere and just punch you right in the fucking nose and (laughs) just shut up and think for yourself. Okay. Think for yourself. This is a business model. This is a business model. While you're doing that, we've got this whole area. There's a blind spot where we are medically transitioning children in places. Sweden has shut down the medicalization of children. There is a documentary that people are not seeing here. Do you know why they shut down medically transitioning children in Sweden? You wouldn't know if you're in this country. It's not fused. Kids' spines are not fusing together properly. There's girls that are are walking like they're 90 years old. They've got hearts and lungs the size of 11, 12-year-olds. At 19, 20, we have early onset osteoporosis. I get letter after letter after letter after letter. I even have one suicide that says, mom, I was just a gay boy. Now I can't have kids. I have early onset osteoporosis. And he shot himself in the head. But mainstream media is not nothing. Nobody is talking about it because everybody – wants to be monetized. Everybody wants to make money and not very many people are like me that are not sponsored by anybody. I mean, I went from making a very high six figure, you know, income to $22,000 last year. I do this because I made a promise to be here for my kids. As long as I'm here, I'm going to keep screaming. And I'm telling you, You have got to get out of the circle that everybody is in and you have got to scream. That's why I say this. You have got to scream louder. You get kicked off of Twitter. You just cry for a couple of days. You get back on and you start up again. But what you don't do is change so that you fit into this model to monetize because what you're doing is you're just butchering kids like everybody else. You have to say medically transitioning children is butchering. There's nothing good about it. There's not black and white. It is wrong on every level. And you know what? Gays and lesbians deserve rights and all that kind of stuff. That's great. But when you start to do drag show at schools, I'm sorry, I'm going to pull your gay card and put you in, you know, I'm going to put you over here in pedophile because that's where you belong. Yep. When you start there, we have got to get back to people doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do, not because of monetization, money, followers, fuck followers. Save our kids.
0: Mm. Kids' lives are more important. Kids doing the yep. right thing is far more important than trying to get famous or trying to earn money. And that's exactly me, what
1: the problem is.
0: I realize that for myself. Like I, I don't have any sponsors either. That's, that's the reality of it. And I know that no company is going to want to sponsor what I have to say because a lot of the things that I have to say to Scott is I don't mean to words either. I say it for what it is. Yeah. I try and share the truth as much as I possibly can. I've had several videos now on YouTube, get flagged, get uh, demonetized or whatever it is from it. I don't care. I leave them up there if I'm allowed to leave them up there because I believe in the truth. And I've always said that the truth will always prevail in the end. It's always going to be there. People may scream, yell, and kick and do whatever they want to try and remove it, but they can never remove it. It's always going to be there. So I will, like you, scream in the top of my lungs until such time as the truth is actually at the center and the forefront and until such time as people start waking the hell up and realizing that this isn't going to be beneficial for our society. There is a lot of, if you look in our history, of what happens to people, what happens to society when they start going down this path of, I guess you could say, a woke sexualization of children, of children and society? What happened to the Romans? What happened to the Greeks? What happened to all these great civilizations? They started experimenting, they started focusing on the sexualization, and that was it. Nothing else. They got, they became really, really weak and they destroyed themselves from within. So that's the it way is. we're heading. Yep. But I'll
1: tell you the, the that that media that's on the top of my Twitter, that's gotten five million. I, I got a an email from a very, very, very famous liberal woman um, who I won't say I promised her I wouldn't. But she said I watched that. I was at a dinner party. Somebody was laughing. They turned that on. And I said she said told me that it was like that that scene in with Uma Thurman in. Um, and John Travolta, what was that, Pulp Fiction, you know, Fiction, where she yeah. dies and then he plunges the the needle in her heart and she, go, oh. she goes, that was me. We all kind of looked around after watching that going, what in the hell are we doing? That's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. I, like I said, I've been doing this for five years. I've had a lot. I should have over 300,000 followers on Twitter. I mean, I've been kicked off of YouTube. You would be astonished at how suppressed I have been. And I know these fuckers are like, this is like a -a whack-a-mole activist. He just keeps coming up and I keep coming up because it's the right thing. I have made no money on the monetization of anything, nothing. I have made no money off of any project I've ever done, ever. This is all heart. And the reason why is because we are butchering children. We're butchering the children that are the most precious part of our society. I have three children. And if you have a child that doesn't fit, if you have a child that is same-sex attracted, if you have a child that is autistic, if you have a child that is mentally gifted, if you have a child that is athletically gifted, if you have a child that's mentally ill, if you have a child that is different, not just a little different, but different, parents know that, oh my God, this is the most incredible child in the world. Nobody else knows that, including that little kid. Mm -hmm. Until they're about 35 or 25, when they kind of grow up and they see everybody else that fits in, they have five kids, you know, they weigh 500 pounds and, you know, they're all working at, you know, Winn-Dixie and they're CEOs. And they're like, wow, I've gained this thick skin. I am different. But you know what? Thank God I am different. Those are the children that we're telling that they can fit in you know, all of these kids that are being medically transitioned, they all have a comorbidity. And I know people don't like that word because of homosexuality. I, I believe you are homosexual, you're bone. But when I think comorbidity, I mean, they're these kids all have the same thing. They're all different. And we're telling these children that they can belong. And then when they're 18 or 19 years old, And they realize that they can't have their own kids that they've got early onset osteoporosis. They have heart issues. They have lung issues. They don't have the the right size organs to, you know, to work their body. Their brain development hasn't completely matured. They have a 12% higher psychosis. You know, their mental illness is higher. All of these things that that information is out there, but nobody's talking about it. Then they get the other, you know, they get the feminists or they get the conservatives and the evangelicals that are lifting them up. These girls that have been on testosterone for six years that will never look like girls again. We're lifting them up and pointing going, Hey, look, I was right. There's a D trans, there's a D trans. And then when that spotlight goes away, then they realize that, hey, I'm going to look like a 17-year-old boy for the rest of my life. I mean, we are throwing these kids under the bus one after another, after another, after another for social media monetization, for being right. And I'm sitting in the back going, does anybody see what's going on with these kids? Yeah, <laughs> We have drag shows. We've got the pedophiles in the back jerking off yeah. and nobody can see them. Yeah. And we've got you know the people at, at Pharma. Eight times more profitable when you prescribe kids puberty blockers, mm-hmm. you know, and these guys are jacking off with money and they're in the back and you can't see them because everybody's going, Oh, it's woke. It's left. It's right. It's left. It's right. I just wish somebody would just come through and punch these people right in the nose.
0: Yeah, Seriously. I've done several videos now. I'm not sure if you've seen them or not of kids being indoctrinated, like drag shows. Like there was, several of them that were dancing provocatively in front of a bunch of all these pedophiles males that should have known better like parents and they allowed that that to happen and then you have these drag shows for kids they they're dancing provocatively in a thong to kids and the parents are there cheering them at a lot cheering them along like how can you say that that is actually normal because it's not normal at all it's it's disgusting and those all those yes. people should be in prison because absolutely we have, we have created these laws in society, right? That are meant to protect kids, but somehow drag shows when men getting up and, and, and dancing in front of kids, somehow that is protected. They're protected by the law. Like it's a bunch of these trans individuals, drag Queens are incredibly protected from doing the wrong thing. And it just amazes me. Like what, what the hell is going on? Like well, I think what's, what's going on is the there's a balancing
1: in, in society. I have, a, I have a good friend. Uh, his name's Michael Brown. He's an evangelical. We absolutely completely and totally disagree on homosexuality, but we're great friends. You know, we have people in our family that we don't agree with politically. And I don't, th- I don't understand how, why, okay, you don't agree with me with that. Well, that means you're intrinsically evil. It means I'm a saint. So I'm not yeah. talking to you anymore. So that was the first article that I wrote in Newsweek. It was like, you know, we all got to grab hands to do this. And Michael was one of the first person, people to reach out to me, And he reached out to me. And he started talking about his you know, belief in homosexuality. I told him to F off. And then I called him back like a couple of weeks later and went, well, God, I just did everything I said I wasn't going to do in, in Newsweek. So he started to talk and we had this conversation and it, it came to my mind. This was years ago when I was like, Michael, you know, I think we need each other. Our communities need each other and you know, 50 years ago, when you were talking about homosexuality, you and I don't agree, but you're a nice person. But when you guys were saying, you know, conversion therapy works, all that kind of stuff over time, that kind of spilt out. And we realized that that was wrong. And mm-hmm. we saw all of these things with all of these kids, these, all these hate filled things that happened. And so there was a balance shift, right? So the balance shift kind of went to the the gays and lesbians, right? And then all of a sudden the evangelicals lost their, their, you know, hierarchy and then they got kind of tilted over and then we kind of got tilted up well social media has stopped the tilt so you know evangelicals have a good they need we're needed in society they are needed in society to balance out if one part is gone what happens is, is we have kids that are being you know, used by pedophiles and society's cheering. It's, you know, when you don't have that balance, when you don't have the Michael evangelicals and you don't have the the gays, we, we don't balance each other out. We don't say, hey, Michael, that's a little too far. You're going a little nuts with the whole speaking in tongues and shit, you know, bring it down. You know, you're going a little nuts. And then, you know, with me, you're going a little nuts on the, you know, everybody's born, you know, trend. Let's talk about that. We've lost that in in social media. We've lost that to the point where Michael is an evangelical. He doesn't agree with me in homosexuality, but I think that he is the reincarnation of the devil. If I believed in Christianity and it's like, that's not, that's not normal. It's not normal. And social media has, has made that. So you're going to see a shift here in the next uh, 10 to 20 years. The evangelicals are going to come up and grab power again. And we are going to be severely hated uh, for good reason, Um, you know, for good reason. So there's going to be a shift that that happens. What we're experiencing right now in in our community will switch over. And it's the reason why like gays against groomers and stuff like that, when they first started coming up, I'm I'm all for that, man. That's what we need. We need the righteous gays and lesbians to come back up and say, listen, you guys have had the mic too long. Sit your ass down and stop this. Okay, groomer, shut up. And I hope it happens faster than than, than not.
0: I'm with you on that, honestly. And I, I'm all for the ability to have disagreements with people. I mean, there's probably things that I disagree on with what you say. And that's the same vice versa with me. And that's totally fine. We're still able okay. to have a conversation. We're still able to be respectful and you can still be my friend. That is exactly. totally the case. I've got friends of mine that I, I disagree with politically. I have a family member that more than likely hates my guts because of what I'm doing and disagrees with me vehemently with my whole stance on, on trans issues, homosexuality, you name it. And I'm constantly railed and pilloried by that person in my family, which is uh, it's sad, and I I hate it that it's like that because they're meant to be their family, right? They're meant to be in your corner because they're family. But now this these issues have turned family members against family members, which I think is just totally wrong. Like even during the whole COVID pandemic as well, like. This family member and I disagreed on a lot of things and we constantly have disagreements and arguments and then I get attacked for it, for my beliefs. And that's what's happening to a lot of people online as well. If you disagree with someone online, they make a video about you, they attack you online and you can't say anything about it. And if you do say something about it, that disagrees with them, you get cancelled and you get thrown off the platform. Meanwhile, this person that has attacked you they're, they're free to stay up there for as long as they want. So I totally understand and totally agree with your your, your viewpoint regarding what's happened with social media. It's this new norm of, of media that is just destroying society as we know it, really. It's just this whole toxic environment that a lot of people don't know how to navigate, especially kids. Kids are perceptible.
1: Well, kids, kids believe it. I mean, at 42, uh, I mean, look at me At 42, I I medically transitioned. So, so what was my story? My story was, um, you know, growing up, I I never fit in. I was, you know, I started school early. I, you know, from, from that standpoint, I had a father that was a professional athlete. I was really good at sports. And if you look at, at my childhood, everything that, that made me kind of, you know, Oh no, Kelly, we don't do that. You know, just don't be so aggressive. You don't be, it's everything that was kind of suppressed in in my childhood would have been revered. I would have been like the boy that every man, you know, macho man would want that would, I would have fit on that pedestal. I would have not only fit on it. I probably would have been, I mean, I would have been the alpha son seriously, but instead I was kind of, you know, like this. And so at 42, when all this kind of stuff happened and, and all the struggles that I had, you know, being a lesbian, all that kind of stuff. And I was married to a woman that was just despised being a lesbian and used to say, just kind of jokingly year after year, you know, it's just you, you know, it's cause you're, you're a man born in a, in a, in a woman's body. And I used to laugh and my sister used to say, Oh my God, you'd be the, per- you're the perfect husband. You know, you're just a lesbian husband or what? as a joke. Right. Yeah. And then all this kind of stuff happened. And then, you know, one afternoon I was like, well, God, I'm just watching jazz. I'm like, what? What if I maybe I was born in the wrong body? And a week later, I'm sitting in front of a trans woman uh, therapist who says, well, uh, how long have you been dressing like a man? I I didn't dress like a man. Trust me, I was in business sales. You can't dress. I mean, I was a businesswoman through and through. You would have never, ever thought that. But, you know, at 42, I was railroaded. These Mm -hmm. kids have 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 no have no chance but the reality is that transgenderism transgenderism is cosmetic surgery but if you take it down to cosmetic surgery what happens then you have governments not funding it you have insurance companies not funding it but it's no different than a boob a woman getting a boob job period
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean just think of a crazy lady that just gets a boob job and is out showing everybody trying to convince everybody that she wasn't born with a's her double D's, those were hers. She was just making her body right. And people go, oh my God, that's so brave. It's so brave. You know, the truth is, is that there are some people who do cosmetic surgery and find some comfort in it. Not very many, but the people that do should have that. But the people that are being allowed to medically transition are mentally ill, very mentally ill, leaders of these, the the trans women are very mentally ill. It's the reason why we're seeing all of these attacks against Posey Parker and, you know, Billboard, Chris, all this kind of stuff, because we have these men that are sociopathic, that are narcissistic, that they are being appeased, that they have, and here's what a lot of people don't know, they have a sexual fetish You know, they don't want to lose their erections. They have to be seen as a woman, as a a sexual object, a woman. And if you misgender them, it's not about, you know, human rights. It's about their erection. And then you finally have people pushing back. And what happens when narcissistic, sociopathic people get pushed back upon? They react. And that's what's happening. And it's going to get a lot worse. It's going to get a lot worse because these leaders are in a victim mentality. The last time we have been in a victim mentality, do you know who rose? Yep. Hitler.
0: Hitler. Yep.
1: That's exactly where we're at. We are in the most dangerous time. Society is is cyclical, right? We are in the dangerous, most dangerous time that you can be in for that kind of person to come up. And Hitler is now transgenderism.
0: Mm. And you look at the history books, exactly how Hitler ended up rising to power. Very similar. It's mirrored. Very mirrored. He used, he was uh head of propaganda and he used messages and propaganda tools to spread messages. If Trans women, read, women. Yeah. If people just read Mein Kampf, for goodness sake, they'll know exactly what was going on in his mind. He saw Germany, Germany, as being this weak country for giving up in World War One, surrendering in World War One. And he wanted to raise or rise up this German power. So, what does he do? He creates propaganda to indoctrinate young people, so especially. And that's what's going on with this whole idea of transgenderism, this ideology. Absolutely. And let's Rudy. take it a
1: little bit further i think yeah. your, your viewers will be blown over by this uh, this is in one little small area in the united states little 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 state called texas yep texas in 2015 um they had it well basically before then they have what's called a tort reform act the tort reform act means that to bring medical malpractice cases in texas You go to the judge and say, here, here's the wrongdoing. The judge is going to go, where's that baseline for care? And if you go, well, it's experimental, the judge will go, okay, we'll go do that experimental uh, and make it there a baseline. And then we can compare that. So basically, if you have one person that has it, you're going to have to spend like $10 million on a case that might be worth. So basically, we have all the sewer surgeons from all over the country because they know they get into these experimental surgeries and nobody's going to touch them. So basically, Texas is now the worldwide hub for the medicalization of human beings and children. Um, And then we have in 2015, we have our governor, who is a uh, evangelical against gays and lesbians, uh, which is fine with me. I don't care. Uh, Gay marriage, all that kind of stuff. Well, in 2015, him and his people started taking $2.5 million from a gender clinic in the Southwest, filtered through UT Medical Center. So in 2015, there were 22 children that were on puberty blockers, which is a class X drug, by the way. Um, A class X drug means really hardcore, only take this if it's absolutely necessary because it causes a lot of damage kind of stuff. So 22 kids were on that for uh, gender dysphoria. Now, that's about a four-year process. In that time, now remember, puberty blockers are four times, or excuse me, eight times more profitable when they're prescribed to children because of the X factor. Yep. So that profit on those 22 kids turns out over a four year period of time, about $4.6 million. Now in 2015, remember our governor started taking money in total, his group to 2.5 million in 2017, that number increased 4,000% from 2015 of the kids medically transitioning to oh. 2017. In 2017, that 4.6 million dollars. Guess how much that that turned to just in the Dallas area, by the way. How much do you think that that went up from four million to what? What would be just astronomical for you? Ten million?
0: Twenty? Oh, Ten? Twelve?
1: Almost a hundred million dollars in difference. Jeez. So this is puberty blockers, right? So here we have a governor that is taking that money. And then last year, there was a bill that would have banned the medicalization of children. Four days before that bill came out, his team took a check for $250,000. In the four days, he lobbied to get that bill passed off. He tried to get some kudos from the gays and lesbians and basically said that we need to accept people trans. We need to accept these kids, right? And then about four months later, probably because I've sent him about 40 million voicemails. I'm not going away. I'm just I'm like the like the whack-a-mole activist. And so he comes out and says, oh, you know what? Medically transitioning children is child abuse. Well, it was child abuse then and it was child abuse when he said it and he stopped basically no children from medically transitioning in the state of Texas with that but he's got all these people that think that he stopped medically transitioning kids. We have a bill that was just passed a couple of weeks ago in Texas and another one that won't pass. They passed banning the surgeries on these kids. Now where's the money at? Where's the damage at? The damage is the puberty blockers. The damage is the cross sex hormones. The extended damage on infections and stuff come with surgeries. But if these kids get on these puberty blockers, we're talking hundreds of millions and billions and billions and billions of dollars so saying that nobody can get that surgery as a kid in texas is not doing anything because any child that goes on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones there's over 90 percent chance they will continue to medically transition for 100 so wrap your wrap your mind around that we have an evangelical that's against gays and lesbians. Uh, that is pushing the medicalization of children while taking money, trying. So, this is beyond corrupt. Beyond. There's people that are going to go to jail. And I hope that Abbott is the first one that gets those. He deserves to go to jail.
0: They say that total corruption corrupts absolutely, even in the minds of those that are pure of heart or seem yeah, to look like they are pure of heart, but really, when you actually show them the truth of ac- their actions in their life, you'll start to see that they're corrupt. And that's a lot of politicians are corrupt. Absolutely. But the
1: people that are listening to you right now are people that probably believe the way you believe a little bit. So yeah. I've slowed them down to listen to stuff that is just going to flabbergast them, right? But they are probably already to that place. So how do we get it to their friends and family, their aunts, their uncles, their kids, their their daughters, this, that don't quite believe the way that you do within your here. It's one of the reasons why people said, why aren't you going on, you know, Daily Wire and getting your own show or doing this or doing that? Because that is a, that's a ceiling. I already got everybody at Daily Wire. And now I have to go up. I got to do those, you know, those surgeons heart thing, like the Pulp Fiction, like I did with the Liberally. Those Wake are the up. people I have to get to.
0: Wake them up. Spread the message more and more. I mean, it, I think it's a noble and it's a needed thing with everything that you're doing. And I'm grateful that you are doing it. And I know that it's not easy to actually share the personal story that you've obviously shared. It's and embarrassing. It is. I can only imagine. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yep. Hey, listen, I was
1: a total idiot. I fell for it at 42. Don't be as much of an idiot as me. How many people do 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 you know that are going to be there? The only reason why I'm doing this, the only reason why is because I had an infection for over 17 months, so bad. And the reason why I found out that this is experimental is because I lost everything, my house, my car, my wife, everything, everything. Um, I had to get on health state health care. Well, I couldn't find anybody to, in the state that I was in that knew how to help me. So I had to go outside the state. I had to get a job for three months. I would go into the hospital on the weekend and get, um, you know, IV antibiotics to the point where the guy, when he would discharge me, he finally said, I'm putting a sick tube in your arm. And every day before you go to work, you have to get antibiotics. It was to the point where I passed out, woke up in my own urine blood. I knew that I was dying. I had this wave of just, oh my God, thank you. This is so, and then I thought of my children without me. And I was like, I'm not leaving my kids. If I do this, if I step into this and help people understand this, please, if you let me be here for my kids, God, I will not stop screaming. And I am a tornado of complete and total genuine truth. And people can see it if they can see me. Unfortunately, it's hard to get to that next level.
0: May I ask why you go by Scott?
1: Well, you know, I've been medically transitioned for a while. Um, And quite frankly, I I don't like talking about my kids, but this is the way my children know me. For me to change everything, and I will never look like a woman again. I could bathe in, in estrogen. If I change my name, it's going to change the whole structure with all their people around them. It's going to change what they know. And I won't do that. I made a decision. Um, If I could medically transition and be who I was, I would do it. I would never do it again. But the whole D-trans thing is another false. So to go through that whole emotional change of changing your name, changing all that stuff, and then changing over is so hard on your body on top of the whole hormone shift. I have to take hormones for the rest of my life at some point you have to say i did something i'm going to live with it i wouldn't do it again but i'm not going to put my kids through anymore i'm not going to do it
0: so you couldn't revert back at all there's no detransitioning for you
1: well here's the thing Hormones, estrogen and, and testosterone are, are two separate hormones. Yep. Um, testosterone is a grower hormone. Estrogen is a blocker. And it's the reason why girls go through puberty sooner than boys. And it's the reason why girls aren't as um, big as boys. Their their estrogen, when estrogen starts to give out, it closes bone plates. That's why girls are, are smaller. That's why their hearts and lungs, all that kind of stuff. Um, it blocks things, it blocks the hair, it, it blocks change in the skin. Um, testosterone adds like different like facial structures, bone structures. I mean, it, it's, it's the reason why girls can get hair afterwards because it's a grower. It's not a blocker. And mm-hmm. It's also the reason why men um, have a hard time passing with, with estrogen because you have to remove what is already put on. So with testosterone, it's it's put on everything that it could put on after puberty. Now, puberty blockers have what's called timeline, uh, timeline things, like timeline when they're going to base. I I used to say this to my kids, it's kind of like just thinking you have these little people in your body, and you know, the timeline goes, hey, it's time to do brain development. So all the people go up and they do it, the estrogen, you know, gets to start to do brain. There are things that you're never gonna go back to, but yeah. there are a lot of things that testosterone does and can do later. So if I wanted to pass. And if I didn't want to make myself, you know, look different or all that kind of stuff, I'd have to go through surgery, I would have to go through electrolysis, I would have to, trust me. I've been through enough pain. Enough.
0: Yeah. Have you been through surgery? For
1: what? Yeah, for what? By the way. Yeah. To to de-trans, to what? Is is that going to save me? Because here's here's the truth. Happiness is an inside job. Mm. At some point, you just kind of got to go okay. What is, is what is. I should have done it before. I didn't do it before. I'm doing it now. Happiness is an inside job. Detransitioners are, if they're doing it for the wrong reasons, are just going down the same path. It has to be from the inside. Trust me, I've gotten attacked by everybody for not detransitioning.
0: Yeah. What are your thoughts on pronouns and using correct pronouns and all that? Well, pronouns
1: are um, when we meet somebody. We hear and see pronouns within, you know, before we can even even utter a pronoun, our brain's telling us what we see and hear. Um, Anybody that goes beyond that, that basically, you know, that looks, is six foot two with a six inch beard with lipstick and is is telling you that you have to call him her, there is a narcissistic sociopathic personality there. Um, And that's wrong. So here's my thing you can call me whatever you see in here, whatever that may be. And if you want to call me a female to make a point, go ahead. But there's no person on the face of the earth that's going to call me female out and about. But pronouns are none of my business, and it shouldn't be anybody else's business either. What you choose automatically in your head is what you should use. I should not force you to do anything that's uncomfortable or goes outside, basically you know, write a left-handed book for you know, with a, if you're left-handed, right. And, you know, left-handed for the rest of your life when you're, when you're right-handed, I mean, it's hard to do, right. But I mean, if you're looking at some dude and he's wanting to call you Shirley and he, and she, it's just like, you're just like, well, you know, he, uh, she, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm such a bigot. You know, it's yeah. just, it's biology. Grow up.
0: Yeah. Everyone gets so offended when they misgender or they don't use the correct pronouns. And I'm like, or there was a story that I I, I listened to of y- Yimini Park. I'm not sure if you know who she is, but uh, she came from North Korea. She escaped North Korea and she went to Columbia University. And obviously Ooh. she was oppressed, like literally oppressed, if you oh. remember North Korea, that whole, that whole thing. She went to Columbia University and apparently she somehow misgendered this, this person and they all claimed that they were oppressed because apparently she misgendered them. And and honestly, the reaction was like she had to apologize to this person for misgendering them using the incorrect pronouns. That's the kind of oppression that they think that they're living in by having their so-called pronouns incorrectly used or whatever they wanted to have happen. It's nuts. They don't actually know what real oppression looks like. I mean. Yes, if you want to go in the in the sense of spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, they would be deemed oppressed by that mm-hmm. standard. But actual real life oppression, nah. I transgender
1: don't... people are not oppressed. Gays and lesbians are not oppressed. They're not. I'm sorry. Nah. Transgender people are like they just throw out the whole, uh, you know, the whole, you know, Hollywood. Oh my God, you're transgender. And, you know, when it really comes down to it, it's it's just, it's cosmetic surgery is what it is. It's just, that's all it is. So, you know what? You do you. Go for it. You do you. If it makes you feel better, go for it. Um, But it doesn't cure anything. But wow, uh, convincing people it does, it just kind of creates a huge, huge industry.
0: It's amazing. And
1: I love the people, yeah, that say, oh, our government pays for everything. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what? You're calling LuPron going, hey, we need, you know, several thousand million vials of uh, you know, puberty blockers. And and our company goes, Well, you know, it's Australia, so it's free healthcare. Go ahead and just give it to them free. You know, there's money, it goes all the way around.
0: Yeah, money's the yeah, it it really infests a lot of people, especially if you want more of it, unfortunately, the almighty dollar. And the results of it, because people want more of it, is they don't care about humans human life doing the right thing may look like they're doing the right thing on the surface level, but they may believe they're doing the right thing. They may have convinced themselves of that, but it's far from the truth. It's far from real.
1: You're absolutely right. And the way that this stops, the only way that this stops is if the people that are listening right now, the reason why I'm so passionate is because I understand human emotion. I know that i am on the far side of giving people the power basically giving people the the go ahead you can do this i'm telling you that it's wrong i'm gay lesbian i mean woman all that kind of stuff i mean go all, all the way down i mean i've got all the boxes checked and i'm telling you i've got three kids i've given birth i'm you know less i'm telling you that you are okay to scream about it's the reason why i'm in your face about it because the people that are listening to this right now They can have a conversation with one person that is uncomfortable. Those uncomfortable conversations that need to be had and they need to be had not by the, you know, the daily wires and the Matt Walsh's, although I love them, not by you, not by people that have a name. It's the people that are listening. Those are going to be the people that stop this. Those people. going on their social media. Social media is the new mainstream media. You are the mainstream media. You have got to have those difficult conversations. You have to actually, you know, say no to these people when they say, oh, well, you misgendered me. No, I didn't. You're six foot two. You got, you know, a six inch beard with red lipstick. Doesn't make you a woman. Makes you a man with red lipstick on. You do you, but I'm calling you him. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to have those conversations and not from a hateful standpoint. It's not going to work. Now, I could be more hateful. But if you're straight, white and male, OK, you can't be hateful. You should be truthful. Um, I can be hateful. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's a balance that, that comes to right. So you have to be able to tell truth and stand back. and go, that's not true. That's not true. All the president of the United States is there's something wrong with him. Sorry. And, and we push back with, with that from, from that point of view. So, but yeah, we we are in a Hitler uh, society right now.
0: We really are. A person who hates the truth will always hate hearing the truth thrown at them because yep. that is the problem. It's like if someone says to you, they'll always throw it back at you and say, you're being hateful for saying this. But it's not that person that is actually being hateful. That person may not have any hate towards you or in their heart but they're going your speech what you're saying by not calling me what i want you to to call me that's hateful for whatever reason it's like saying to a biological male that you are not a female even though you claim to identify as that those are the conversations you you
1: have to have that's the pushback that's the pushback it needs to come from everybody that's listening that's the pushback it's not you know in in the school meetings you know, when when somebody's saying that, I go no, 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 no. Let's let's be realistic here. We're talking about biological males that are trying to be in in female sports. Wait a second. In 1973, we we won that battle, right? Mm-hmm. Women got the right to compete against other women. You know, <laughs> because what happens when we compete? The men. It, it, there's no. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. So it doesn't matter if this dude uh, throws on lipstick and tucks his you know penis in his ass. It doesn't matter. He's still a man. Still, and even if he takes testosterone or estrogen, it's not going to take off all the testosterone added, right? Because testosterone is a hormone that adds. So here I am, kind of a mixed breed, right? So I've gotten a lot of the added stuff that, that testosterone has added that will never be uh, taken off. And that is heartbreaking in itself. I got a, uh, I got an email from a from a transgender man who just turned 20 was medically transitioned it, it's a heartbreaking post i really i hope people read it it's on my new uh ask scott and it goes through and this poor guy sent me like 56 minutes of of uh, voice memos starts off with you're not going to you know listen to him i listened to the whole thing i was i was bawling by the time i got to the end of it because his question he finally got to his question and his question was you know i'm not a biological man and i'm not a biological woman but i was a biological woman but i ruined i i basically ruined myself health or whatever now i don't know what i am as far as what pronouns do i call who am i what do I, what am i and you know it's at that point where these kids come to me and it's just like you know what you just have to think of yourself as a soul mm. as a soul and so what people call you is none of your business so you do you to be okay with you and you have been on testosterone for years and years and years and years you have added a lot that would need to be taken off you know if you want to do it but you need to do the inside work first who somebody calls you is of no significance to you but he kept calling himself a mutant mm. and that's heartbreaking and and that's what we're doing to these kids because you get to the end of medical transition it's the reason why suicide is high the highest between five to to seven years after you medically transition, the only long-term study, because it's a five to seven to 10-year process. When I start hormones, I'm going to feel better. Well, that didn't help. When I get top surgery, that's going to help. When I do this, finally, when you get all through with it, you kind of go, I didn't really help anything. And you feel about, oh, this is smart. I'm an idiot. I'm a pretty intelligent person. I fell for it. Makes you feel like a total asshole. And then you have to come back and go, wow, what am I? And the truth is, is that I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm a modified version of both. And you know what? I'm a soul. If you can't handle that, that's okay. But I'm a pretty cool person. You know, You know, take me or love me, whatever you want. Call me Scott, call me Kelly, call me he, she. I don't care. That's none of my business. But but my job is to find the happiness on the inside. And I'm doing so uh, by helping
0: others. I think you are a pretty cool person. That's just from my understanding of having a conversation with you today and I'd love to have many more with you I, Also the statistics surrounding the whole idea of like this is the lie that a lot of gender clinics push to parents when the child goes I think that I'm trans and the, the parent freaks out takes them to the, the gender clinic and the the physicians there go well what would you rather would you rather a dead child or a, a live trans kid? And the parent, obviously, it's emotional blackmail to them. But the statistics that parents need to know about, and I totally agree with your your statement there about how the conversation needs to be spread just between people. It doesn't need to come from like no names at all. Well, that that does actually help, I've found. But people that go to their family members and share with their family members actual truth and, and knowledge and things like that. So if family members knew this information before their child comes to them and says, hey, I I think that uh, I'm suicidal. If you don't allow me to transition, then I'm going to commit suicide. If parents don't know the actual statistics surrounding that, then obviously they're going to fall for it and freak out and say, I need to protect my child. But Mm -hmm. if they knew the statistics, then there would be a lot of pushback then they would be would. able to go to somebody and say to them, hey, my child claims that they're suicidal, but they're also claiming that they want to be trans. How do I navigate this properly? Let's look at the science. Let's look at the actual data that is available to us. The- and,
1: the, and that's where I talk about that is going to be a, um, I think people are going to go to jail with that. Yeah. The, there's, there's still pamphlets that they give in, in gender clinics that have those studies that have all been retracted. but you know, there, there was something special that happened a couple of weeks ago with, with the state of Missouri. We have, uh, you know, I've been doing this for five years. We're having, you know, we've had about eight states that that have passed. And one of the states that I've been working with for a long time was, was Missouri. Now, Missouri was run by evangelicals, uh, Senator Dumoulin loved him, loved him. He's a really cool guy. We don't agree on the same thing, but he's just so genuine. And, um, he kind of lifted the same thing, the evangelicals. And then, you know, we had d on the left, d on the right. I used to try to tell him that, you know, Senator Moon, what you're all you're doing is basically going, Um, I used to be gay. Uh, God cured me and nobody's going to listen to you. So you're basically just talking to the people that that already believe what you believe. Yeah. And um, long story short, um, I, I told him, I said, this is going to go even though you had a whistleblower in St. Louis. You know, horrible things, all that kind of stuff. This is not going to get passed, even though we're getting bills passed. Didn't believe me. Um, Finally, about a week uh, before all of this was getting voted on, he said, fine. So we created this rally. And within this rally, um, we had gays, we had lesbians, we had transgender adults, we had uh, evangelicals, we had liberals, we had people against uh, abortion, people pro-abortion. We had the whole rainbow of people. And when there was a gay man, I always get kind of a clumped with this. Uh, this gay man with gays against groomer came up, and he's like shaking. You could tell he just doesn't want to be there, and this is so hard for him. But he's trying to tell everybody that hey, you're you're transitioning gay gay boys. You know it, this this is not we're not helping anything. And it was like we watched this 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 young gay man kind of turn into a what I think is going to be a great speaker. then we had, you know, transgender people. And then I came and and, and started talking and, you know, I got all teary eyed because I see all the gay people there that I've been doing this for five years. Antifa comes up and charges the stage and, you know, me being stupid, I welcome them and ask them if their leader wants to speak. And, you know, this is, and all of a sudden they leave. And it was just, it was the most incredible thing. And halfway through this rally, I looked at the person that was organizing it with me, and I said that this is not going to pass. I don't believe the politicians that are talking. I don't believe – I know that they know what they're saying is right. I don't believe they know that it's right. And after the gays and lesbians spoke, it was almost as if these politicians went, okay, we're not killing these kids. Because I think even that sentence that you were talking about better – Everybody in the back is kind of, nobody wants their child to, to, do. it was almost as if we kind of transferred that to the evangelicals, the people that are leading this saying, you're not wrong on this one. You're not wrong on, on this. You're right on this. You're right on this. And that, let me tell you that AG after that, he has been a torment with stopping this, banning all this. He just started a new rule in Missouri where it's like, if you go to a transgender clinic, adult or child they have to tell you all of the uh complications they have to tell you that it doesn't uh you know it doesn't help suicide that they have to tell you like all of these things and they're flipping out because it's like total and complete truth and you know gender clinics can't can't work under that i mean if you told people the truth before they medically transition there's not very many people that would go yep sign me up
0: i know there's quite a few uh, young people at the moment, like Chloe Cole, for example, who is suing medical body yep. because she wasn't told, like how is she supposed to know? My oh, husband, God, I meant, supposed to that's know. That's what's happening too, yeah. Like if they're not told, if the parents aren't told, how are you supposed to know? I yep. mean, and that's why I'm grateful for people like you that are speaking out and are sharing the truth so that people know. Yep. So they know what they're doing when they are confronted with this because a lot, of, a lot more people, a lot more young people are now confronting their parents because, again, social media, peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Their, their friend sees it on social media. If they're going through a confusing state in their life, they don't know their identity. And, I mean, what kid isn't, I mean, th- these days it is. I mean, I didn't really worry about it when I was growing up, but times have changed in, in just a short period of time because it wasn't that long ago that I was a kid. I'm only 26 at the moment. So oh, yeah. it's it's crazy to me just how fast it's it's shifted, where kids now are so worried about their identity. I mean, when That's I was a kid, I had no idea what that word really meant properly, but kids are so focused on it now, and it's like yep. if if they see a video of some transgender individual, like say for example Dylan Mulvaney or Jeffrey Marsh, that claim to be something that they're not. Now, Jeffrey Marsh is another line of pedophile, pedophile, 100%, groomer, everything. Now, if kids see that and these people say the right things to this child that makes sense to that child, obviously that child's going to get more and more confused and start questioning what their reality is, but their actual reality gets confused with this delusion. And so now they're in this delusional state, but they don't think they're in a delusional state. So they go to their parents and they're like, Hey, mom, dad, I think that I'm, I'm trans. And the parents go, what, where's that coming from? It it mostly started from social media or people. Yeah, that's word,
1: that's wordplay. That's wordplay. And you know what the parents should say is that, well, transgenderism is something you create. And, you know, you can do that when you get older. That's that's a choice. i uh, moving on. Oh, OK, you're bisexual. That's great. Better chance of a date on you know Saturday night. But right now you're 14. Let, let's go. Let's go. You know, uh, parents are just are, are too entrapped in this. And I think that they need to just understand just to grab control. Oh, I'm a lesbian. All right. Well, good for you. That's great. You're 12. Let's go out to dinner. I mean, why are why are we engaging in this? You know, are you having sex yet? No, mm-hmm. you're 12. OK, why are we talking about this? Really? Why are we talking about this? And, um, you know, I mean, I, I think it all started with with uh, with good intention. I, I really do. I, but it got to the place where social media has silenced too many parts of society. And as much as evangelicals don't like gays and lesbians, we need each other. We need each other. And just because we don't agree on things doesn't make one person intrinsically evil. The other one is saint. it means that we disagree. It's one of the reasons why. Some of the top uh, the top doctors in the country will not debate me. They will not debate. I'm going to the UK to debate Stonewall. I'm trying to get them to debate. Nobody will debate me. Nobody will put me on camera with them because I will make them look like total assholes. Assholes. That's you know, it. But the thing is, is that we you got to start talking. We're talking about... We're talking about that one guy that you're talking about, whatever his name is, and Dylan. Okay, let's talk about their their personalities. Now I'm not a psychiatrist, but it sure seems like there's a maybe a uh, you know, I don't know, narcissistic, sociopathic kind of, you know, thing there. So these are maybe delusional. So these are the people that are leaders. So you're not thinking that they're gonna push back. So we're surprised when Posey Parker can't give a speech in New Zealand that these Mm. people are going to flip out. And then all of a sudden she's the bad person. You know, I'm not a fan of Posey Parker for many, many reasons. I'm really not, but I'll tell you what I watched that. And I saw that woman's face and let me tell you something that pissed me off. No woman should. That's horrible. The way that she, those, the way that she looked, no woman should feel like that ever. That was so wrong on so many levels. And you won't understand that because you're not a woman. And even though I don't look like one I am and I got it and I saw that in her eyes. No woman should feel no man should make a woman feel like that. She was scared. It's wrong. What where are where are the men? The real men? Where why aren't you guys talking up? It doesn't matter. If I mean, that was a woman that was scared. That's wrong in this time. That shouldn't
0: happen. I, I saw that. And I let fly because I agree with you. The way I was raised, you treat women with respect, with dignity. And the fact is you got all these men that are hating women, and yet they claim to be women. It's amazing. Like they're going against the, the one thing that they're claiming to be, but yet they're going against real biological women because they hate them. I saw a video the other day as well, of this trans individual going, women hate each other. The problem is the reason why a lot of women claim to hate trans women is apparently because real women hate themselves. And okay. I'm what the hell is wrong with you? But this guy is on TikTok and he's spreading it right. all around. Because he's why is it reality okay?
1: Why is not reality okay? Why is it so bad for a man to be feminine? And here's we're talking about a whole different thing. You know what? Men come all different ways. We put them into a box just like we put women into a box. And human beings don't belong in a box. And you know what? There are extremely feminine, feminine, feminine men, and they should not be looked down upon because there's a lot out of them out there that, that fight it to yeah. try to fit in this box. And there's a lot of extremely feminine men that has nothing to do with sexuality. Some of them are attracted to women. Some of them, they come all different ways. And you know what? If a grown man wants to wear lipstick or take estrogen, cause it makes him feel better or get fake boobs out, then do it. Go for it. You do you, but don't step on anybody else's head for something that makes you feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's cool. You do you, But it comes down to the fact that a man is still a man. And when that man did that to Posey, that is a a misplacement of strength that should not happen. No No man should do that. I don't care if they got six inch heels and they got red lipstick on. No man should make a woman feel like that ever, ever. It's wrong.
0: All men should be standing up for real women. That's the reality. Yep, you're
1: absolutely right. And women should be irate, whether you're a feminist or not. Women should be irate. And, you know, when I first got into this, I actually had a hard time. I'm like, why are the feminists so upset? And then as I kind of like took, so I can't be, I can't, you know, you kind of have to piece it together. And then you kind of go, God, even though I don't like her, she's making a lot of sense of that, you know, yeah. and it comes down to we just. We think that Because we don't agree with people They're not saying certain things I'm not a fan of Posey Park But let me tell you She said, says some stuff sometimes Where I'm like Ah fuck that makes sense <laughs> you
0: No know, what are you going to do she, and, you She's know, not actually a feminist either She claims well, I
1: don't know whatever You know I'm not a fan But she'll say some stuff And I'll be like Ah damn it I agree <laughs> with that Son of a bitch Posey's right all that
0: there's a lot of so, people you know like that, too, that happen Yeah, I'm like, oh, far out. <laughs> yeah, and so then
1: I listen to like some liberals and this and that. I'm like, I'm supposed to hate you, but that made a lot of sense right there. I'll <laughs> hate you all the
0: shelf, <laughs> it, it happens. Uh, yeah. Scott, I really do appreciate you, my friend. Thank you once again for all that you're doing. I have one final question for you. What do you love the most about yourself and your story? <laughs> um I'm a good parent.
1: Never thought it would be, but I am. I, I've got great kids. I really do.
0: I see that. And for those people that are wondering just how great a parent she is, okay. <laughs> the other day we we're meant to have this conversation and she emailed me saying, my kid is sick. Can we reschedule it? She put her kid first. Absolutely. That's more important. And that that's not to put you down at all or to, bra- to bag you out. I'm saying family always comes first. You put them first, the person that is the interviewer should understand. And I understood. Absolutely. And I even emailed you saying, Family always comes first. So that means that you put your kids above everything else, which is so, so vital. So I, I completely soundboard what you just said to me. And I don't even know the ins and outs of everything, but I don't need to. That just told me everything I needed to know.
1: <laughs> I so my world. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Keep screaming. Please, please. You need to watch for London on the 29th. Hopefully I'll be okay.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you'll be amazing. <laughs> Honestly, is there anything that you want people to know before we officially end? Oh,
1: you know what? All the studies and stuff. You can go to my website at Trey voices, T R E voices.org. Um, you know, always, if, if you can donate, it, it helps me kind of stay focused. Uh, if not, I'll do it anyways, but it, it always helps.
0: Well, thank you so much. I'll link everything in the show notes below. They'll know where to find you. But Scott, thank you so much for your time today, your wisdom, your advice, and for joining me on this Storybox podcast.
1: All right, you young buck get out there and scream louder. You're only 26, my God.